Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter number one. Hebrews chapter number one, just a couple of verses. I got this out of, uh, I, I really, I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do today. I was, I was struggling to find something. Brother Brant's just done an outstanding job yesterday at the men's breakfast. Uh, I'll give a shout out to him for it at, uh, on a vision and how Joe had a vision to come here and Delmer's carried the vision on and I've been privileged to be part of that vision. And uh, what was once a basement, he said, I wish all those guys could see it now. What was once a basement, I wish they could see what God's done there. And uh, I, I want you to know it's all by the hand of the Lord. Uh, and there's a few of you been here for longer than I have, but uh, we, we've been around a long time now, and it's still good, and God's good, and we appreciate what the Lord's doing. I'm looking for the Lord to save someone today. You're not here by coincidence today. You're here. God directed you. You think you had a choice, but God put something in your heart to direct you to come to church today to hear this message and I'm praying that you'd be gloriously saved before this day is out. Casey, I'd forgot what you look like too, but there he is in person. Praise God, Brother Casey. And uh, so Hebrews chapter one, verse number one and two, if you found it, shout amen. amen. God, who at sundry times and in divers' manners spake in time past under the Father's by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. I'm going to stop right there. Father, I love you and I thank you for what you've done, what you're going to do. I, I appreciate you. Let me be behind your desk once again today, Lord. I pray you'd preach me to the glory of my Christ and I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and what's said and done in this place, God, you'd be pleased with today. I pray you'd save someone here this morning, Lord. Surely, God, someone will be saved today. I pray, Lord, that you'd hear me and I pray, I pray Father, that you'd, you'd bless us, that we could be a blessing. I'm gonna give you glory for everything that's done and I ask it in the king's name, Jesus. Amen and amen. We have here in the Hebrews something that we'll find in the book of Genesis. And it is this, it is this, that the, the, we assume by these writings that there is a God. God's not gonna make an argument. He's not gonna say, now you ought to believe it just begins. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Here in Hebrews, the writer to the Hebrews, whoever it might have been, says this, God, who at sundry times, that simply means this, at various times, different times, and in various different ways that he spake to us. Listen, he had something to say. So we see in this, we see God's existence. And it is assumed by the writer that God exists. Now there's a lot of people out there that don't think God exists today. 
and, and they have their holiday on April the 1st because the Bible said the fool has said in his heart there is no God. So just let them celebrate on that day and we'll celebrate all the other 364 days out of the year that there is none other like him. I'm glad I know him today. Isaiah 44 and 6, he said, I am the first, I am the last, and beside me there is no God. He's the only true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was God yesterday, he's God today, he'll be God a million years from now. He is the Alpha and the Omega. I'm glad I know him as my heavenly father. He's my friend, he's my comforter, he's my guide, and he's my stay. He got me up this morning and put me on my feet. Praise God, and if I lie down tonight, it'll be by his blessed hand. He filled my refrigerator, he gave me a car to drive, he gave me boots to wear and a suit to put on. Bless God, I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I'm glad I know him today, and the free pardon of sin, and if you don't know him, you can know him today. I'm glad he's who he said he was. He doesn't ask, he doesn't ask for an explanation. He doesn't, listen, he doesn't ask for anyone's permission. The heavens declare his glory. Listen, and, and, or the, the heavens declare his glory and the firmament showeth his handiwork. He's God Jehovah. He's Elohim, he's El Shaddai. He's Yahweh all rolled up in one. I'm glad that it's God who said this by his darling son. But my, my thought is this. Hath in these last days. I want to preach this morning on the last days and the last day. The last days and the last day. Everyone in this room, under the sound of my voice, everyone watching on the internet today, listen, we are living in the last days. When did that start? It began at the time the birth of the church happened. We've been in the last days since Pentecost. How do you know that? Because Joel said that it would be in the last days when he'd pour his spirit out. We know the spirit's been poured out. We know that if you have Christ, you have the spirit of Christ. And if you have not the spirit of Christ, you're none of his. We know this today. I'm glad, praise God. We know that we're the children of God by the spirit of God. The spirit bears witness to their church that we are the children of God. I'm glad that we have the Holy Ghost. And from the time that he come until the day in which we live, we're in the last days. I don't know about all that preacher. Understanding is that yes, from that time in this dispensation of grace, that is an economy, a stewardship, an operation, if you would, it is God's plan. And from the beginning of that until he calls it done, it is a long period. I would agree. Would you agree? It's been, to us, it seems like a long time since Jesus was here. None of us ever saw him. We've never saw him, but we know he's, we know he's real. We've never, listen, as I prayed this morning, I said, God, I'm, I've never seen your face, but I felt your hand. 
I've never seen your face, but I've heard your voice. Praise God. But one of these days, it's going to be reality. I'm going to see the face of the one that gave his life for me that became that curse. Praise God that I don't have to. It is a long period. This is in reference to, but friend, there's a last period. There's a last period. It's a long period of time, but there's a last period of time for everyone in this room. You see, we, there's no doubt. No, no. Paul said it like this. This confirms just how far into the last days we are because when Paul wrote it in 2 Timothy 3, he said this, this know also that in the last days, what will come? Perilous times will come, A+. plus. Perilous times will come. You know the description of Crossville, Tennessee? Men will be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. That's today. That's now. Without natural affection. The, the family reunion is as, nearly as, as extinct as the dinosaurs. Nobody wants a family reunion. We don't have time for family reunion, man. We got something to do. Men will love others of their own selves, covetous, boasted, proud, and blasphemers. Without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers. That's it. Incontinent. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, denying the power of that love. That means that. That's what this means. To reject the power of God. How in the world can we do that? When God draws, woos, speaks, and we say no. Denying the power thereof. Having a form of godliness. But he said, and from such turn away. Are we there? Are we there? Is that not a description of the last, of the last days? Would we not all agree that we're living in those times? We can turn on the television, watch the evening news, talk to our family on the cell phone and find out that's exactly where we're living. <clears throat> I want to give you a few things here real quick this morning. I'm satisfied God gave me this to share with you today. See, that we're all in the last days, but everybody in this room will have a last day. Everyone here. From his youngest babies to the oldest man or woman. We are living in the last days, but we all have a last day. And we know this and understand this because of the Word of God and the evidence of it going on all around us. I want us to consider this Number one today, I want us to consider our first day of life. How remember how many people in here remember when the day you was born? Don't hold your hand up. We don't remember that. But it's obvious. I'm not like this woke bunch of morons that's out here in the world today that said if you think it, it might not. You can think it even whether it's true or not, it makes it untrue. No, it don't. 
There's absolute truth. You're holding it if you've got a Bible today. That's absolute truth. There's absolute truth. Absolutely, you jump on, get on top of this building and jump off. Gravity will make you slap the ground. That's absolutely true. I don't care how many science teachers says, no, you won't. If you were born a girl, you're still a girl. I don't care what they say. If you was born a boy, you're still a boy. I don't care what they say. That's an absolute truth. You can't change the chromosome. But today's the first day of life. In the natural realm, it's like this. David said in Psalm 51 and 5, David said, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now it wasn't the act that he was conceived because his mother and father were married. Hello! God still honors marriage. It's not shacked up or shacked out. It's marriage. Amen. Thank you, John. I don't ever get to A+. I'm giving out A-pluses all the time. I think that's the first time I ever got one back. <laughs> Praise God. Mark that down, Pat, so I won't forget. Here we are. Shaping in iniquity. Why is that? Because I'm in the flesh. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. That's why you go to funerals. That's why you've buried people. That's why you'll be buried one day. And that's the natural. And in and, and, and 1961, on April the 20th at Cumberland Medical Center, when that hospital was about as big as the length of this building, I was born into this world. To Dean and Louise McCoy, But that was my natural birth. And on John chapter number three, there's a man. There's a man. There's a man of the Jews, a, 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 a ruler of the Jews, a Pharisee, came to Jesus by night, named Nicodemus. He said, "Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with." Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except you be born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, some people think that's baptism. They're wrong. Because Jesus expounds on it in the next verse. For that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So marvel not that I say unto ye, you must be born again. Has that ever happened to you? So I've said this a lot. You've heard me tell it here, but I feel compelled to tell it again this morning. And we found my baptismal certificate. Pat found it. I don't know how in the world we still got it, but it's there. We found it. On May 13th, 13th's my good day. We got married on Friday the 13th. I didn't realize it was, it was the 13th that I got baptized on. 
but it was the 13th of May in 1973 that I was baptized in Clear Creek by Joby Lyle Ledbetter. Clear Creek's cold in July. It's real cold. It's real cold in May. But a year prior to that, Uncle Lyle wasn't down here yet. A year prior to that, Daddy wouldn't take me to church or wouldn't go with us. He had on and off. But Mama would take us. And I heard them preach about hell. And they preached about hell all the time. About every service. Preached on hell Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They preached on hell. Every, all I knew was that she's going to die and go to hell. And I believed it. But I heard that a man named Jesus died for my sin. And shed his blood on an old rugged cross. And rose the third day. Praise God. And if I just believe in him, I didn't have to go to hell. You know what I done? Wrecked my bicycle in the ditch. I was about 50 yards from George Jones driveway up Tate Road on the left side, riding up, a, I had a gold swing 20 inch bicycle, banana seat and high rise handlebars. I just riding up the road, had clickers on the spokes, making noise and the Holy Ghost come upon me. Hey, when the Holy Ghost comes up on you, it's time to be saved. You'll not be saved until he convicts you of your sin. But when you get convicted of your sin, then and only then will you call on the name of the Lord. And I just fell in the ditch, Mike Rimmer, crying, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. And the Holy Ghost whispered in my spirit and said, you don't have to go. I said, God, save me. I don't want to go to hell. I wish I'd have been a perfect man from that time on. I've been anything but. But a year after that, there about a year, Uncle Lyle had come down and started a little church down the house. Took me down to Clear Creek, me. And I think my daddy was baptized the same day. And I can't, if I can find the picture, it's got the date on the back of it. I'm not sure, Roseanne, but I think it was the same day. This brought, you brought all this to my mind yesterday when you was telling me that. And I, had, I experienced, Brother Jason, what is known as the spiritual birth, the new birth. You must be, you must be, you must be born again. We have a first birth. Naturally, we have a first birth. First day of life. Spiritually, number two, we have this. We have former days of life. I'm looking at the gray roofs in here just like I am. One guy was somewhere preaching not long ago. They said, hey, what happened to you? said, man, you're, you're white-headed. I said, yeah, just keep living. That's what happened. Turns colors or turns loose, one of the two. Former days. I'm going to throw just a quick thing out there this brother branch brought all this to my mind yesterday when he's giving that on the on vision out here at the prayer breakfast and it blessed me and i had no i had no idea when pat and i were married and when this thing was a basement down here 43 years ago be 44 in july had no idea. My intent was to marry that girl, leave Crossville, and never come back. 
That was my goal. I was never coming back to Crossville, Tennessee, never. Going to join the Coast Guard and live on the coast, eat shrimp and fly around in helicopters. Woo, what a way to go. God had another plan. And it, it, it seems like yesterday, Brother Gordon, that we were living in Mobile and they was building that and called it the new sanctuary on top of the basement. James 4.14 says this, what is your life? What is your life? It's but a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. It's been a quick, it's been a, it's been a short journey. It's been a good journey, but it's been a short journey. Here's the thing, Brother Dennis. I don't know when my last day is out there. I just know I've got a last day. And some people's days come quick in life. Some people's days come late in life. I'm going to the next one so I won't bore you. But there's, there's the first day of life. There's former days of life. We have sweet memories, precious memories. Lord, help me in heaven. If I, if I could go back, I'd have played my guitar for my mama every time she wanted to sing a song, and I never would play it. If you want to do something, you better do it. If you want to do it for them, you better do it now because you may not have it tomorrow. It's former days of life, but there's future days of life. Now, on the natural realm, I want to read you something that's going to discourage some of you today. Psalms 90 and 10 says the days of our lives, the days of man's life are three score and ten. You know what that is? Seventy. That's 70 years. And if there be four score... And there's some of you in here today that's over four score. But there's not many. And if they be four score, it'll be strength and sorrow. Somebody said, I'm going to pray you live to be 90. I said, don't do it. I've seen 90. I don't want to ever see that. 90's not too good. Very few 90. Very few Sue Browns. Very few. Mostly at 90. You can't do nothing for yourself. So let's, let's I, I, I'm, not, I'm not real far from done. Future days of life. How many you think you got? If I lived, listen, if 70 years is your lifespan in this life, you'd have 25,550 days. If you're 35 years old today, you're down to 12,775. At 61, if I get three score and 10, I got 3,285 days left. Goes by in a hurry, don't it? I remember when we was here, Years ago, Brother Delmer liked to play softball. So any day we had a dinner or anything, Delmer wanted to get a softball game up. We were playing softball down here. It used to, the, the, 
where the volleyball court used, used to be the, the softball field and, and a few things have changed. Anyway, right down there playing and this Delmer begged me to come so I'd eat dinner and I wasn't faithful to church at all. But he begged me to come and I'd come and play softball with them and eat their food. And then down, down, we got down there playing ball. I got a little old base hit and I'm running wide open and Jimmy's standing on first base. I run into him, it was like hitting a brick wall. I went, wham! Whoa, that guy's solid as a wedge. I doubt I could run to first base, but if I did, I don't know I'd find the wedge. Why is that? Time makes a change in you, friend. I'm saying all that to get you to thinking about this today. We're living in the last days, there's no doubt. The word of God's plain about that. But there is a last day. There's a last day. See, I'm young. I won't have a last day. Young people die every day. Job said, my bounds is set that I cannot pass. There's a line somewhere out there, and that's as far as I'm going to go. When I get to that line, God's going to call me home. How many future days do you think you got left? Christian, however many days we got left, if we're going to do something for God, we better do it now. Final point today is this. Our first day of life, we don't remember. But our spiritual first day, we'll remember. Our former days of life, we like to reminisce and look back on and think about. Our future days, we make plans and agendas and we know, we think we know what we're going to do. Somebody sitting here in this congregation may be a widow by this time next year or you might be a widower. Pat was watching some kind of movie yesterday while I was studying and, uh, and I come out just and, and caught bits and pieces of it. I'd, I'd ask her, say, she, she'd narrate it for me. Well, this is what's going on here, Sap. And so I come out and I come out just in time. I come out and see this guy. He, he runs, he runs and, and finds his wife dead in a boat. And she's left before he did. Then he goes back to the house and he's going through her stuff. And I'm selfish as I can be right here. And here's my thought when I got back in the study, Dennis. I thought, God, don't let that be me. Pat will do a lot better without me than I'd do without her. You'll face that day one of these days. You made me think of it, Sister Janelle, with your post about Burl. Reunion day, someday. That's kind of gloomy there, preacher. Oh no, there's, there's a final day. I'm not done. I'm not done yet. That there's a final day of life. Naturally. Hebrews 9, 27, we quote it all the time. It is appointed unto man once to die. But John 11 says it like this in verse 21. When Jesus had been gone, he had tarried, and he comes to Martha. She said, Lord, if I had been here, my brother would not have died. 
And he said, thy brother shall live again. She said, yea, I know you'll live again at the resurrection and the last day. Do you know he don't address the last day right there? He just addresses the resurrection. Boy, that helped me last night. Why is that, preacher? Because in him I don't have a last. <laughs> in him. He said, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. So he doesn't address the last day because in him there is no last day. There's only eternal day. March the 2nd, 2013. I seen my daddy's last day here. And if we think that God's respecter of persons, I want you to listen to this. And, and, and this covers the time span of 392 years. Just listen real quick. First Chronicles 29 and 29. The acts of David first and last. Second Chronicles 9.29, the acts of Solomon, first and last. Second Chronicles 12.15, the acts of Rehoboam, first and last. Second Chronicles 16.11, the acts of Asa, first and last. Second Chronicles 20.34, the acts of Jehoshaphat, first and last. Second Chronicles 25.26, the acts of Amaziah. First and last. Second Chronicles 26, 22, the acts of Uzziah. First and last. Second Chronicles 35, 27, the acts of Josiah. First and last. That covers 392 years. What are you saying, preacher? Right there. All of them had a first. All of them had a last. It doesn't matter, young, old, in between, right here, friend, here's what you got. You got your first axe, and one day you've got your last one. Now, February 2nd, or March the 2nd, 2013, we're standing in the living room of Dad and Mary Lou's house. And my daddy's taking his last breaths. And the devil jumped on me pretty hard right there, Randy, and said this. He said, he said, you took him for his last ride in his car. Yeah. You took him for the last walk out on the back deck. Yeah. Bringing all these last things we had done to my mind. And the Holy Ghost said, quit thinking about the last things and think about the first things. And I watched him draw his last breath. Us kids are standing around the bed and we're singing near in the shore. And here's what I thought, Brother Gordon. That last breath here was that first breath over there. 
And when we get there, it's all just first acts. There are no last acts. Listen, over here, the last acts pile up and we see them every day. But over there, there's no last acts. It's the first day. It's the first act. It's the first thing we're going to do. Praise God forevermore. We're going to worship Him in spirit and truth. He'll give us a brand new body. We know that this to be absent from this body. Paul said he was willing to be absent and be present with the Lord. We understand how it works that way. But one of these days when he shall appear, we shall be like him. He was in a body that could be touched and feel and eat after the resurrection. So we're promised that kind of body, praise God, when he appears. There's a soul body in the presence of God now. But one of these days when he comes, if we're still alive and remain, it'll be a glorious glorified body that we're putting in and it will be, listen it'll be our last last it'll be the last time I'm ever sick and my voice is bad and I can't sing on pitch and loud and long it'll be the last time you have, have an ache or pain, it'll be the last time that you're ever angry at anyone, isn't that good be the last time Praise God. All the things that's wrong. Hallelujah. If I wasn't so dignified, I'd shout. All the things that's wrong are done away with. I remember when Jack Leithwaite died. And Monty had, was over there. He called me and he said, hey, Brother Mike said, Jack's died and Granny's in the bed with him asleep. And she don't know he's dead. And he said, I don't, I don't want to wake her up. Won't you come over here and wake her up for me? Sunday morning. Helen, Helen left here on Sunday morning. I go over there to the house and, and I shook her on the arm and I said, Erlene, she woke up and how'd you like to see this face first thing in the morning? Ask my wife how that works. She woke up and she looked at me and she blinked her eyes. She said, Brother Mike, what are you doing here? I said, Jack's gone to heaven. She never even rolled over and looked. You know what she said? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's a hard thing to do unless the Spirit of God indwell you. If something happened to you today, they just asked me to preach your funeral or some other preacher, what are we going to say about that? As we stand to our feet and bow our heads, she's going to play something soft on the piano. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.